Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the... Do you play in the NFL? What's longer, a half or five eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56 yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to week 10 of the NFL season. This is another edition of Honey, I Covered the Spread. It's going to be a little bit better than last week since my co-host Foley is not in a hotel room in Florida. It is a great week for the Jet fans as they take down the Buffalo Bills. The Seahawks keep the train rolling, and it's just there is finally it feels like there's some parity in the NFL again, and there's just it's an exciting season so far in my mind, Foley. Yeah, can't complain. Although I will say it feels like there's more there's parity, but it feels like just because there's a lot of bad teams, not so much there are a lot of good teams. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess you could say that. Beggars can't be choosers, but. Um, yeah, overall, uh, I was watching the games on the plane home. Um, kind of a, a booty slate. Um, the last the most ex- yeah, and the most exciting thing was really the Jets. Yeah, that Obviously. was the only game I watched, though. So. Yeah, so no, you, you were watching <laughs> the best one because the rest of them, like, even when the close ones, it just once again, it was just bad, sloppy football. But hey, we move, we move on. It is, I think it's officially the half point of the season, right? Week nine. So there's eight, yeah, there's 18 weeks. So this is the half it's point of the 10. season, right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So last week was. So let's get into, instead of a little winners and losers of the week, let's let's kind of give out some midseason awards here. Okay. Let's start with, uh, who's your MVP so far? So I guess I, I want to clarify quick. Are we doing who we think is going to win it or if we were to hand out the award right now? If you were to hand it out right now. Okay, then I would give it to uh, Josh Allen. Okay, I had Jalen Hurts. So, okay, um, I it, it, for me it's between Allen or, or Mahomes. I think um, you could even convince me Mahomes. To be honest with you, because I, yeah. I, the way I look at this this award personally is, you know, who would you rather have the Eagles supporting cast or their QB? And I would take the supporting cast. Uh, meaning the coach, the receivers, the running back, the, you know, all that, the O-line compared to. And then look at the Chiefs, I would take Mahomes. And looking at the Bills, I would take Allen. But that's, you know, that's just yeah, I could, Yeah, I could, see, I could see that that thought process. I, it's such a – it's a weird like, – I, I don't even know how you would vote on that, right? Because mm-hmm. you're right. You take Hurts out of Philly, probably still five and three at worst maybe. Right. Take Mahomes out of Kansas City, it's probably not good. No. Alan, we might see if Alan, if you take him out of Buffalo with that <laughs> with that injury, but I think we are yeah. going to see. I, I, I'd be surprised if he would. It's never a good sign when he th- when he throws a pass and immediately grabs his elbow. No, but we he did, did chuck it seventy yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. But that was sixty nine point three yards in the air. That is insane. Mm. But we'll see if he plays this week. Uh, he's dealing with a UCL. All right, let's go to offensive player of the year. Got to be Tyreek Hill. 
I had him down as well. Yeah. I mean, he might get 2,000 yards. I think he's on pace to break the record, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's so on pace. Yep. It's him. And, you know, we talk about Mahomes being able to keep succeeding without him. What he's doing without Mahomes is just as impressive. But, yeah. And you take him off that. I mean, I think it gets a lot harder, tougher sledding for Jalen Waddle because I think he's just opening everything up. But yeah, two yeah. that whole offense looks great right now. It's just the defense that looks like shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That that offense is humming. Um, defensive player of the year. I have Quinnen Williams here. Defensive player of the year. This is one that I always struggle with because I have no idea what they look at. Um, I don't either. Uh, Michael Parsons is still favored, but I think he's like minus one fifty two hundred. Right, and then is Bosa, it just like the, I think is next? It's like sacks. I, I I don't know, man. That's it's, what I'm saying. If yeah. it's, I, I'll give it out based on watching football and being like that guy is really really good. I, I would give it to Micah Parsons. Yeah, that, yeah. I think I'm, I'm just so impressed with Quinton right now, and I know it's a contract here for him, but he's going to get right. paid. They should extend him over this bye week. That's just me. Mm. Comeback Player of the Year, our favorite award here. So I'm I mean, not winning this. I'm not winning this this year with. Uh, I mean, who, I give the Yep, no. McCaffrey? Uh, he could. He could. Gino, I, man. No, I have Gino. I have Gino oh. as well. I'm with you right now. Right now, it's definitely Gino. Eugene but before Smith. the season, I gave McCaffrey out, which yeah. it actually could hit now. If if Gino does bad enough and Saquon regresses, because McCaffrey is third right now. Right, right. But he's far away from Gino and he's far away from Saquon. They're They're pretty close to each other right now. And I think you have to give it to Gino right now. He's just got he's got one of the best stories, if not the best, in the NFL right now. This is what the award, in my opinion, should be about: is these guys, yes. um, you know, turning a career around or bouncing back after a bad year. Not, the, um, not injuries or anything. Agree. In, unless it's like a really brutal injury, um, or it's a very, uh, you know, let's say it's uh, the, the storyline ones are what I don't like. Who who won it the one time? Uh, not Dak. Tell you that much. No, it wasn't Zach. Yeah, Burrow winning it last year was so silly. <laughs> like it, it really, he missed. He missed like the second half of the season before. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Alex Smith won it simply because he walked onto the field. Which I'm okay with that one. No, that's so stupid. No, I'm uh, okay with it. However, I don't think you give a betting line for that because you're right. All he had to do, I don't even know if he had to step on the field last year. Just him on the up. sideline, he might fucking yeah. want it. Yeah, yeah. Don't give the line wrong. for it though. I agree. But I don't know. All right. So do you want to do defensive rookie of the year's gotta be sauce, right? Maybe yeah. It's between what him and um Woolen. Uh, yeah. give me sauce. Woolen, I think yeah. New York media will um bring that home. And if they can, God forbid, he'll get wrapped up and caught up in that the, the Jets being co- uh you know competent this year. So he'll he'll get a boost for that, I think. Agreed. Agreed. Woolen is great, so Good for the Seahawks again. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, I got Damian Pierce. I think it's really just between him and uh, Kenneth uh, Walker right now. Right. Um, I'll go with. Give me. I'll go Kenneth Walker. I'll take the the chalk there. I, I just i I trust that Seattle offense right now to keep moving I, through nine weeks to to put up the numbers that they are. It's. I don't. It's not a fluke. You know what I mean. I think. Um, they are what they are at this point. So I'll take uh, them to keep turning along there. All right. And then coach of the year, last one. I have Dable right now. Hmm. I'll take Sirianni. Okay. It's, I'm going chalk across the board here, but it's tough not to, the undefeated coach, 
uh, you know what I mean? So g- give me that. And he's a great coach. And, you know, I, he, I we, he looks good on the sideline too. I don't think that hurts, man. Yeah. Well, no offense of... to Dable or Sala or uh, O'Connell, but, you know, you see Syria on the sidelines, you're like, all right, this guy, even if he doesn't know what he's doing, right, he might know what he's doing. But yeah, now I, I just think Dable's just turned that team around completely. Salah's doing a great job too, and O'Connell have done a great job, all three of those guys. But you're right, Sirianni I think is minus 150 right now to win that award, so mm-hmm. he is kind of running away with it. They could, I mean, I, I don't see them losing again for at least another three weeks. I think they have a very soft schedule, but mm-hmm. but we'll see. So I mean, 11 and 0 that that Eagles uh, NFC East futures that I put on is looking fucking great. <laughs> We just gotta get Brandon Cooks back on the field for his fucking stupid ass thing. But oh god. <laughs> All right, moving on to week 10 fully. Big week here. We I I don't I I think I gave out I might have given out three picks last week. I don't even think I tweeted them or anything, though. I think I went one and two. Both hit the Jets easy, and then that over in the Raiders game was bad. And oh god. Uh, what I forget the other pick I gave out, but another week. We got another barn burner Thursday night. Oh, God. We're going right back to the NFC South. Panthers are at home, plus three against the Falcons. Over-unders at 42 and a half. What do you have here? Well, I always have the most uh, you know in-depth handi- handicap on the podcast for, for myself. It's the Thursday night game because that's always the one I start with. I'll ask you to start with this. Do you think neither one of these teams have had their buy yet? Do you think teams not having buys yet in week 10 plays any effect on anything? No, not really. Okay. So what about no buy and then also the short week? Like, cause I'm wondering from a, from a mental standpoint, right? I was on Carolina last week, Carolina, since they fired rule, the offense looked competent uh, through two weeks. I grabbed the seven and a half last week in Cincy. It was one of the most embarrassing efforts I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wanted to be there. It was very, very bizarre. Wilkes turned around and fired two assistants coming into this week. Now we have a short week there, but so Carolina just seems like a, a ship you don't want to, you know, latch onto, but at the same time, they're catching three at home against Atlanta. And if Carolina can run, you can run, you can move the ball in this Atlanta D uh, and you could take advantage of those corners who are still hurt. Uh, Chargers couldn't last week because obviously they're having the the, the Mike Williams and Keenan Allen injuries. I don't know if Carolina can take advantage either with PJ Walker starting. I would lean Carolina and I would lean the under as of right now. All right. So this makes me a little bit better. I'm taking the Falcons here. I'm going back to them. It's a little bit of reverse psychology here for me. I'll admit. Mariota has played three road games. On Thursday Night Football, all of the Titans. He is 0-3 straight up and 0-3 against the spread. So maybe he turns this around here. The other thing is, I just don't think the Panthers can stop. You saw what Mixon did to them. Atlanta wants to run the ball. I mean, Mariota throws the ball like 17 times at most during the game. They're going to run the ball. Corderell looked good coming back last week. No, it's a short week. They're going to try to run the ball. Can the Panthers stop it? Maybe. If they stop it, then that's all good. I'll take the loss, but I think Atlanta's going to try to run the ball down the throat so much like Cincinnati did, and I just I, – I, I don't trust the Panthers right now. They, they look really bad. And also, it's like 
teams that have allowed 40 plus points in their previous game are three of 15 against the spread their next game. So it's a little bit of stats on both sides. I'm picking and choosing which one I actually want to listen to. I'm going to pick that one for the Panthers, three and 15 against the spread. So yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta here. It's just, just for a little something on Thursday night football. That's all. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I, uh, You know what? I'll take the under. Give me the under. I'll stay away from the spread. Give me the under uh, 42 and a half. Like you said, both teams are going to try to run the ball. Uh, tick, tick, tick. Short week. Um, neither offense, you know, is is looking to air it out whatsoever. Um, I see both having success on the ground, like I just said. So give me the under. All right. All right. Moving on to we have another international game, this time in Germany. First ever game in Germany. Mm-hmm. In Bayern Munich Stadium. We have the Buccaneers as the home team. They are laying three against the Seahawks, the resurgent Seahawks. Over-under is 44 and a half. You want me to start? Do you have a play here? No. I don't I, <laughs> I would be on Seattle if Tampa lost that game. If Tampa loses and you're telling me that veteran squad has to now fly to germany on pretty much what what would appear to be a loss season um i take seattle who are just humming along but the win keeps a minute here and you know i think i would actually lean tampa bay if, if their heart's in it um less than a field goal i think tampa wins so you know i would say give me tampa minus the two and a half yeah 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 i don't hate that I mean, I'm just looking. Brady's one and two against the spread against Pete Carroll the three times they played each other. But I, I think you're right. I think that win, I mean, you saw Brady's press conference after the win. He's like, that was fucking awesome, right? Like, yeah. it just seemed like a weight had been lifted off their chests. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anything to do with this right now. You know what? Give me Tampa minus two and a half. I think it's going to get to three. I'm seeing a one, two and a half left out there. So give me the two and a half. It's going to end up on three come Sunday morning. Um, okay. And just give me Brady to beat Gino on a neutral field. Um, but damn, do I want to ride Gino? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a young defense too for Seattle. They're starting to they're starting to they, gel. They look like they yeah they're starting to gel. They look pretty good, but maybe Brady gets the best of. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I almost lean the under too. Both teams want to run the ball at least on mm-hmm. you know first down. But and unders I think are generally pretty good overseas. But I'm I'm gonna lean the under there. I'll let you know if I take it, but. We'll move on from from Germany here. Next game, we got Jaguars at Chiefs. Chiefs are laying nine and a half or ten. Uh, let's. I got nine and a half on Fanduel. Yep. The over under here is fifty and a half. I like the Jaguars here. Really, I do. I don't know why. It's just the Chiefs. I think it's a pretty. I think the Jaguars are pretty similar in a sense to the Titans. In terms of what they want to do, they want to run the ball. Etienne looks great. I know Etienne's not Derrick Henry, but they want to run the ball. They kind of want to limit what Trevor Lawrence is doing. The Chiefs just, I couldn't believe Patrick Mahomes threw for 446 yards and they had 17 points, I think. Mm. That's insane. He is also, by the way, I wonder how it looks like in person. He does not look like he's running fast, but he gets past all the defenders. Like that third of 15 run for 17 yards, he was just kind of like scampering. I, I think scampering is the best word to use it. Just past people. And I'm like, like when Zach Wilson scrambles, it looks like he is 
trying as hard as he possibly can to get past someone. Mahomes right. is doing it like he'll be five yards past the line of scrimmage. He's still looking downfield, like pump faking as if like he's going to throw it. And it's just weird to me that he gets away with it every time. But yeah, you know, I, I like the Jags here. I, if it gets to 10, I think I'm going to take the Jags, but it, it just seems like a spot where the Chiefs, I know the Chiefs used to, they used to prey on, on high lines, right? They don't seem to be doing that that much this year. Mahomes is 7-11 and 11 against the spread in the second game of a homestand. And that's 5-9 and nine when he's favored by more than a field goal. So he doesn't seem to cover when it's the second game of a homestand. Hmm. Maybe it's because he's got to spend more time with his brother and his wife. I'm just trying to read between the lines here. But, yeah, give me the Jaguars here. I think it's going to get up to 10. So give me the Jaguars here. Yeah, I mean, Jags' offense is, is humming. Uh it's their defense that lets them down. So you would think Mahomes and, and Co at home just go nuts. Uh, total 50 and a half. I lean Kansas City because I, I just don't see them being stopped. And then, you know, maybe Kansas City with the crowd going nuts. You know, pretty young Jacksonville team can take advantage. But I don't love the nine and a half. Uh, I think it should be a 10. So for now, what I will do is I'll take... What's the team total going to be? I do this all the time. What is the team total going to be in this game? Nine and a half, 15 and a half, blah, 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 blah. 29 to 20. It's going to be like 30. It's mm, a lot of points. We'll circle back to that, but I, 30 I want to be involved with Kansas City's offense somehow. Chiefs game log. Let me look real quick. I, I just don't see how that defense, it can't, the defense can't stop anybody for Jacksonville. So I don't, you know, yeah, Kansas City struggled on prime time, but against a Vrabel, uh, a Vrabel-led defense that just seems to do that. So this might be a nice little bounce-back spot. He, they put up 44 against the, the Niners in San Fran, 30 against the Raiders, 41. Yeah, give me um, give me the Chiefs. If, if Trevor Lawrence can go into Kansas City and keep up with them, I'll uh, I'll tip my cap. Give me the Chiefs minus nine and a half. All right. He's going to do it, bro. He's going to do it. All right, Giants coming off a bye at home at the Meadowlands. MetLife hosting the Texans. They are laying six here. The over-under is at a paltry 40 and a half. Mm. Giants off the bye. What, where Texans are we at? Texans off with... 10 days rest, too. They had a Thursday nighter. Yeah, they they looked decent uh, in that game. Would you agree? Or better than we I, I thought they Kennedy held their own. They kept it yeah. pretty competitive against an Eagles team that right. is a Super Bowl favorite right now. Their offense is just so bad. It's just Damian Pierce. <laughs> yeah, it's literally it's as far as he'll he'll carry him. Uh, total of six. I would lean Houston. I just don't think GMN should be laying points like that. Uh, but I, you know, off the bye, Dable versus Lovey Smith. Uh, I do like I do like that for Dable. Uh, I'll stay away here from from this for now. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans first half. I think it's plus three or plus two and a half, whatever it is. I'm going to take that. Okay. I have a couple stats for you here. Since 2015, teams that were 14-point underdogs or higher in their previous games are 34-20 and 20 against the first-half spread. It's okay. a good stat. Davis Mills is 12-7 and seven against the first-half spread in his career. It's all coming up Texans right now. I think Giants coming out a little rusty after the bye. I think teams generally do that because they haven't played in you know two weeks. 
Giants lost Xavier McKinney to an injury on the bye week. He broke his hand or something in an ATV accident. He is their quarterback on defense, so he's not calling the plays anymore. They have a rookie, I believe, filling in for him at safety. So I think that's going to take a little bit too. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Texans first half. I think the Giants win. I just think the Texans have a chance in the first half there to uh, keep it close. Should be a low-scoring what, game too. What's going on with um with Cooks? Is he done? He was expected to practice today. Um, let me see if he actually did. Because uh, Lovey Smith said he was practicing today. Let's see. Yeah, limited. So he did practice today. Okay. It was just a limited practice. Oh, yeah, keep an eye on that. Because if, if him and Collins were to play, uh, Houston at six is a lot more uh, tempting. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right, moving on. We have the Saints at the Steelers. The Saints are getting two and a half on the road against the Steelers. Steelers are coming off a bye. That over-under is at 40 and a half. I have nothing in this game. This is going to be an ugly one. Uh, the Saints just got their shit kicked around by the by the Ravens on Monday night. So they're coming off six days rest. Steelers are on 14 days rest. Tomlin's 14-6 straight up off a bye. Yeah, I got nothing here. This this looks like an ugly one, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that New Orleans game was brutal. The, the defense is what was shocking. Yeah, uh, Defense just got ran all over uh, nonstop. It looks like they didn't know that the Ravens were going to run an RPO, which was fascinating. Uh, and, and basically, New Orleans can't play from behind. They, they want to get a lead. They want to run the ball, use Kamara, this and that. Uh, I expect Tomlin to, you know, be ready for that. Uh I'm going to use Pittsburgh as a teaser leg. I'm going to get them up to seven and a half and find another uh, leg for them. Also, New Orleans, the dome team down south going into Pittsburgh. I believe it's going to be a little bit chillier for the first time this year on the East Coast after that fucking heat wave last week. Mm -hmm. So I I like Pittsburgh at home getting more than a touchdown in the teaser leg. As far as the spread itself, I'll stay away because it's it's a pick the winner type of game. And, you know, New Orleans seems to be one of those boomer bust teams, depending on how they start the game. And I was on them last week. I was I was high on them. I really feel like they were starting to mold into form, but uh, just garbage, garbage, garbage. Uh, Tyron Matthews sucks. There might not be more. Just gonna say, I was gonna be more. You stop talking. Does he do anything out there? Nope. He's simply just around where the guy is tackled. <laughs> yeah, and if he does tackle him, it's already twenty yards down the field. Yeah, yep. he he's so good at looking at the sideline, like someone yep. else was supposed to be there. It's like, no, you were. That yep. was your guy. Yep. It's classic. What a what a weird signing that was. Uh moving on. We got we got great NFC North showdown. Lions are going to the Bears. They're going to Chicago Soldier Field after dismantling and probably killing Aaron Rodgers. The line here, Chicago is laying three over unders 48 and a half. Justin Fields, again, I have to say it every week when he plays well. He looked great again in their loss to Miami. He's fast, 178 yards rushing, and he had like 150 throwing or something like that. Had a great game. So good for you, Justin Fields. I'm sorry again. I'm on Chicago. Um, mine's a little too short. I think it should be three and a half. Basically, what's going on? Um, I actually got a two and a half here that I, I took, but um, we'll, we'll do three for now. I uh, 
Detroit Dome team, you know, they're going out to once again going to go, it's gonna be a tough ground and pound type of game. That Detroit defense is no good. I mean, the Packers moved the ball at will. It's just they kept fucking up at the really at the goal line in the yeah. red zone. Yep. So let's let's not act like that Detroit defense is anything. Uh they're using fields, like you said, more as like a Lamar Jackson type, and it's working outstanding. Uh outstandingly, is that a word? But Give me Chicago here, but at, at three, you know, at, I see a, at worst case scenario a push here, but I I just think they um they get the job done at home here. Yeah, I like Chicago as well. I don't know if I like the and I don't like the over here. It looks like Detroit's offense sucks again, so that's good. But um, yeah, and I, I like I like uh, Chicago here as well. I think you're right. I mean, Rogers threw what two or three picks inside the ten yard line. That doesn't happen, does it? You know. Detroit probably gets blown out there. So I think uh, Chicago's definitely running into form here. They're actually calling designated or designed rather run plays for fields and like, wow, he can actually do stuff with it. So yeah, I, I think Chicago gets it done here. All right, moving on, going down to Miami. We got the Browns taking on the Dolphins. This line this is Miami laying three and a half. Over under is 48 and a half. I have the you over here. Okay. You got the over? You you start you start here because I, I, I love the, this game. Okay, I have the over here. The, the Browns' defense is not good. Still, I know they did they shut out since no they didn't shut them out, but they did well against them. But they're still not good. Miami's offense is just humming on all cylinders right now. Miami is a bye next week, so I you know they're going to want to go out on a win. Maybe I'm just going to talk myself into Miami here, but that offense is humming on all cylinders. Cleveland can score. I, you know, Miami's defense just let up 32 to Justin Fields. The Browns can score. They have Chubb. They have Amari Cooper. They'll be fine there. So, yeah, I like the over here. I think I think these teams can put up points. Now, Miami's last four home games, unders hitting every one of them. So, I'm going to go against this reverse trend here and think – I think they can hit 50 here. I'm on Cleveland. Cleveland, they were they were buzzing offensively right before the bye last week. So um, extra time to prepare going into Miami, and Brissett looks the part, man. He, he's he's doing everything well. He, he's spreading it out. Uh, and Joku could be back, which would be fantastic. Going up against just an abysmal Miami D, like you kind of reference. Um, to your point, both defenses uh, can be taken advantage of. Miami is one of those teams that hasn't had a buy yet. And I do wonder, I do, to your point, maybe it doesn't affect two teams that haven't had a buy yet, but one coming off a buy and one in week 10 who hasn't had one yet. You know, I I think maybe, maybe a slight, slight thing and you're going to give me more than a field goal. I've been high on the Browns. I feel like every week I'm kind of looking at them when they're getting these points more than a field goal. I think they're underrated and um, you know, God forbid they could fix a few things on the defensive end and you know, we we could be. uh, Uh, Yeah. I think they're getting Denzel Ward back as well, which would be big for them. Right. The the only way this goes under, right, is because both teams are just going to run the fuck out of the ball. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I do agree with your look, um, but I'll, I'll I'm going to stick to the Cleveland getting the the three and a half here. Moving on, we have Buffalo hosting Minnesota. This line was Buffalo laying seven seven and a half before this news, and now it is down to three and a half. The total is now at forty three and a half. That line would indicate to me that Josh Allen is not playing. Right. I, I would agree. I think um, this is a weird one. So typically, yes, that that's what that would mean. What's weird here, though, is that they, the the line didn't shoot down to three and a half. It opened seven and a half on Sunday night when, when people didn't realize Allen was hurt. So 
when all of a sudden the rumors went around, they didn't pull it. It's just slowly gone from like, yeah, seven right. and a half, seven, six and a half, yeah, six. Right. Whereas I think you more see the big jump when someone knows something. I think it's people assuming yeah. he's not playing and yeah. just dumping money on the the Vikings with the points. With that said, Kirk Cousins and and Co going into Buffalo, it should be cold, which I don't love. But I'm looking at the over. Because that Minnesota defense, I, I'm not high on by any means. I think they're, um, I think they're properly rated as as a mediocre unit. Yep. Uh, Case Keenum is more than capable to get the ball to these weapons. Um, expect them to change things up. Another week of Hines in the offense in the backfield. Uh, and then the other end, you got the the Minnesota offense going up against a defense where I'm hoping Poyer and Co are also still out. So I'm monitoring that. Uh, if if Buffalo secondary and defense is still banged up and not playing, I will take that kind of maybe overreacted under or or t- overreacted total that's moving down, because what do they say? Buy the buy the rumors, sell the news. So once the news comes out that he's not playing, you got to think everything is that's going to get below three that spread. Oh it, yeah, if it comes out, yeah, yep. yeah. I would say it's going to drop to what minus one and a half Buffalo, maybe a pick them, maybe um, pick them, yeah. I think that's going to go, and I think the total is going to go around 40, right? Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's what I'm going to slam that over because I think these teams are capable uh, of getting over that. But obviously nothing now, but that's how I'm viewing this game right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to view it. I'm I'm not touching anything right now until I I know more. Again, I'm not – the Vikings are 7-1. I'm not sold on them. They snuck by Washington last week. They're in one-score games every – Every game, it feels like they've won six straight, but they've covered just two of those games. So they're not, they're not exactly lighting it up. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to get in bed with this game yet. Yeah, and, and Minnesota's offense just has has not. There was one week where they really impressed me. They they haven't gotten it going yet. I don't know no, what just it week is. One against the Packers, I think that was it for me. Ooh, yeah. Everything else is just ugly, ugly, yeah. ugly, ugly. Justin Jefferson, you have Hawkinson now. Hawkinson had a great game. Dalvin Cook, and it just seems like they can't get anything going. Yeah, it, it, the run game, I think, is what they're they're trying to get going, and they, like you said, they just can't do it. So we'll see. You can um, you can run on the Bills, I believe. So um, Jets, Jets proved that that last drive of the game, right? So <laughs> there's every time it almost looks like Madison has a little more pep in his step when, he when he's does. in there. He probably yeah. does. Just make just make Dalvin Cook the receiving back. He's pretty good at that. Hey. <laughs> All right, last of the one o'clock slate. Save the best for last. We got the Broncos and the Titans. Oh boy. This this is this is a good game. Titans are home. They're laying two and a half. Broncos coming off a bye. The total is at 36 and a half. So Burke's back for Tennessee for whatever that's worth. Yep. T- Tannehill back. Is or... he definitely back? Uh no, it's TBD. But I believe he's gonna play. What what was hurt with him again? I couldn't even tell you. I don't know, man. It's... Okay. I I couldn't tell you either. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, early start time for Denver, but I think you you proved that doesn't really matter. Nope. Um, Tennessee off. No, no, no. Plus Denver off, off a bye. bye. Yeah. So it was an ankle injury. Huh. Man, oh man. Uh, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is doing anything off a bye. I would lean Tennessee. I think I, I, I want to take this under so bad. 
Yeah. You know, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to have a new rule. Anytime an over-under is at 53 or higher, I'll take the over. If it's below 38, I'm going to take the under. So I'm going to take the under. <laughs> Why not? This is so low and it's probably not going to hit, but yeah. this is going to be this is going to be so ugly. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Ugly game. All right, moving on. I went to the dentist today. That was a uh, horrible. You hate the dentist, don't you? I mean, my teeth are. Uh, I get cavities like instantly if I have candy. Um, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been to the dentist in, like three, four years, and um, they were like, "Oh yeah, we got work to do in there." Like, All right, <laughs> and like we're at the age now where like when you need dental work, dude, it's like thousands of dollars. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, so I'm going back tomorrow to uh, get like figure out a plan. We should like, we had to like sit down like, like a plan. plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See you then. Nightmare. Oh man! Did you go to that place you... that you said was like a? Uh, you didn't need like an appointment or something. It was like a hip, like younger. Oh no! I canceled that because like leading up to that appointment, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna walk in here and they're gonna fucking take me for all my money. Like, uh, I went to one place and like they immediately were like, you need this, 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 and this. Come back and like we'll we'll do it. And then I was kind of like, you know what? Can we like prioritize some things? And I'm not paying for all. Like I can't have everything done. Yeah, it's all fillings. It's it's that's all it is. But Can it's like prioritize. <laughs> Which one's gonna give me the worst problems early? Right. But it's like it's like, hey, my insurance like resets. I think at the end of the year. So like, how about we, you know, use up what's left and then do beginning in 2023, we do the rest of it or something. And they were just like, what? I'm like, what do you mean what? Like, you think I just have endless amounts of money that are just sitting around to go get fucking my, my cavity fixed? Like, no one's ever said, no one's ever stood up to like, stood up to <laughs> yeah, no one's ever questioned. <laughs> so I left that place and sure as shit, some of the things they wanted to do, the one today was like, no, you don't need that. Like, ba- like you know, based on your current situation, like, you need to focus on other stuff. Yes, you could use it, but like, you're not going to use up your insurance on that. Yeah. It's all a game with insurance, dude. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Um. So yeah, that was that. That was that. All right, we got the Raiders hosting the Jeff Saturday-led Indianapolis Colts. The Raiders are laying five and a half at home, and the total is forty-two and a half. I got nothing to say about what the Colts did with their very, very succinct head coach search. I don't <laughs> know why they did this. And it is going to be very interesting to see what happens the rest of the way. Because as we all know, Jeff Saturday has only coached high school football for one or two seasons and has been an ESPN analyst for the last 10. Mm. Does it make any sense to you? No, I bring in the new coach midseason week 10. Like You got to think they announced this. What was it? Monday. So. He flew out Monday night, Tuesday morning, prepping for Sunday. He's introducing himself and trying to figure out who's calling plays this week. Yeah, um, he said it. He said in a, a press conference today, he will always take the points. He goes, "I'm an offensive lineman. I know how hard it is to get points, so I would expect a caveman style of play." Uh, Eason, or not Eason? I'm sorry, uh, Ellinger is going to be the quarterback. I just, I, I can't trust Vegas after what they did last week against Jacksonville. I, I'd lean under. I lean under as well. Shitty spot for Indy, right? They were, they, they flew. Where'd they go? They went to new, no, where'd they go? Were they in New England last week? Yeah. 
They went yes. to New England, flew back home, and now they're flying to Vegas. So kind of shooting yes. a little coast to coast here, back to back road games. So shitty spot for them. New coach. Uh, I don't know if necessarily Frank Reich was the problem. I don't think the guys disliked him or anything like that. I think they just have shit quarterbacks, and their O line went to absolute shit for yep. whatever reason this year. Um, I don't, you know, I, can Saturday coach up the O line in four days? You know, that'd be something. I'd give him some credit, but um, you know, Vegas stinks, Indy stinks, and. It's just one team's laying six here. So. Yeah, I like the under here. I do. Yeah, me too. It seems Colts, too obvious, though, right? It does, because Colts' last eight road games have all gone on, gone under the total. Mm-hmm. 13 of the last 14 games have gone under. And now, as you're saying, they're going to not an offensive-minded coach, an offensive line-minded coach with, with Ellinger still back there. Raiders just got blanked by the Jaguars in the second half after getting shut out the entire game against the Saints. So that's six quarters of no points mm-hmm. that offense clearly isn't clearly isn't right two straight games on the east coast now they're coming back west at home yeah i like the under here it just it seems too obvious and it's i'll making, ride it with you if you want all right, let, let's we'll do, do it, it together it. hand in hand <laughs> hand in hand we're gonna do it together because it just it's just I, yeah they just both teams stink right now yeah, maybe it's maybe it's just people haven't gotten around to it. Um, eighty percent is on the under. Uh, it yeah, that makes sense to me though. Yeah, unless you know, I mean, Colts aren't putting up points. No, so unless Vegas, you're know, not throwing the ball really, well, right? Unless Vegas really goes off, but that Indy D is you know respectable. Yeah, I mean, uh, Patriots defense had what two picks. And a defensive touchdown, like if that doesn't happen, Patriots probably put it like 17-ish, whatever they so yeah. I, now I mean the Patriots aren't the fucking you know greatest show on turf, but decent enough offense, I guess. Yeah, I like the under here. Yeah. I, I'm very I'm just very this I'm a very interested person in this game just to see how they play under Jeff Saturday. Because you're opening yourself up to so much criticism if you're Jim say right now by hiring him. When you have John Fox and Gus Bradley on the staff already, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe Great he needs another it. fall guy after, after uh, right? And I'm sure Ballard's going to be gone after this year. Mm. But we'll see. Um, moving on to another NFC West game, we have the Cardinals going to L.A. to face the Rams. Rams are laying three after just such curious defensive play calling. On that last drive against the Buccaneers, I will never understand that. It, it uh, Tom Brady marched sixty-five yards in forty-something seconds with no timeouts. Don't get it. Do not get it. Rams look broken, and thankfully for them, I think the Cardinals are also broken. So, who is more mm-hmm. broken in this matchup? So the line's actually down to one and a half. I think something just came out about Stafford. Oh, okay. I think he's questionable now. So the line dropped from three to one and a half. If Stafford was to play, I'd oh, be all over Oh, that makes sense because I don't have this on FanDuel right now. Yeah, I'd be all over Rams if Stafford was to play. Um, just give me McVay versus Cliff. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what their head-to-head record is. I don't even have to look it up to know that McVay <laughs> dominates them. Um, the Cliff and Kyler thing, it's so done, man. And you know what? I pointed it out on the Thursday night game with them with going at each other, and then I fucking bet them last week against Seattle because I felt like it was going to be a close high scoring game and give me Kyler versus Gino. And I, I was wrong. I was flat out wrong. And now we're here and I'm Arizona on the road. One of those teams that hasn't had to buy once again, take that for what you will. That team there's, 
no no spunk in that locker room, man. Uh, Ramsey matches up well against Hopkins. I don't see how Arizona is going to move the ball. Um, you know, L.A., uh, what they do best is stop the run, so I don't expect much from James Conner. They should know how to keep Kyler in check for the most part. Uh, Ramsey and Hopkins, just give me Stafford under center, and I will be on the Rams. Yeah. So, yeah, McVay against the Cardinals, 11-1 straight up, 10-1-1 against the spread. So, yeah, most probable wow. opponent. Yeah. Covering by over 10 points per game against them. So crazy. They were not Who's far off. There? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rams backup quarterback. It's going to be someone weird. John, someone Johnny weird. Wolford. Yep. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he started two games in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he knows the system there. Oh, they have Bryce Perkins? Yeah, he's going to his third swing, right? Yeah. He oh, that's the, the Virginia quarterback? Okay. Yeah, he just he's a runner. He's a track star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, we got now we're going to Lambeau Fields. Cowboys coming off a bye. They are visiting the Packers. It is the line is five and a half. I, I got a fan. No, five. I'm sorry. Cowboys are laying five on the road. Total is 43. I I don't know how you don't take the, the Cowboys here. It's the the Packers just look so broken. Rogers looks like he doesn't want to be there like at all. And you got Dubes out. I think Aaron Jones is banged up. Did he practice this week or today rather? Let's just take a quick look at that. Sure. Uh, they just lost Rashawn Gary from an ACL. He's probably their best defensive player by far. Uh, Aaron Jones did practice. Okay, so he's probably good. I got my game of the year. This is your game of the year here. Game of the year, and it's ugly. It, it's an ugly one. It's kind of game of the year, just shooting from the hip here. But this is a this is a pride game, C Mac. Every every now and then, something something comes across the desk when I'm going through the slate. Dallas is going to go into Green Bay under Mike McCarthy and win by a touchdown. I just I give me Green Bay pride strictly off pride they stay within the five there i like um, it man i like it they they have to dallas coming off the bye i know that but it's mike mccarthy let's not um you know let's not act like this is anything crazy uh i do think more will be able to move you know get dak moving the ball down the field however i i just green it's going to be the prime it's going to be the prime time 425 game right yes this is america's game yeah of the week. this is america's game of the week in Lambo, this is such a different atmosphere than just a random one o'clock game on Sunday. This is this is everything for Green Bay this year. I I think you're right that there's clearly turmoil, but you know what? This is the game you push everything aside and you go and, and I'm gonna sprinkle the money line here. I think uh this is this is game of the year for me. I, I don't wanna don't wanna stress that <laughs> enough. Um what I will say is that. I do worry about the Green Bay defense. Um, that part of it scares me because all I need bend but don't break and let Rodgers do his thing because they were able to move the ball last week. Like I said, they got down to Detroit territory so many times, just couldn't convert. Um, Aaron Jones went out early too. Yeah, and he left. Um, just time for the floor to dig deep. Rodgers dig deep and at home, game of the week, getting five. Uh, I'm going to take a shot at it. I like it, dude. I like it. I was leaning that way just because of how much I like the Cowboys. So I like that from you. Okay. I'm not going to have a play here. Mm, you know, that over. I know the I know the Cowboys defense is good. 
Yeah, I, I don't have a play here yet. I may wind up riding the package with you because I do like that. But nothing from I need a game of the you say there's game of the week or game, game of the, of the year. year. Game of the year. Fuck. I need a game of the year. I'm getting and you know what? I'm probably gonna hate myself for saying that. Uh but I, this is just one of those things where, like you said, you look at it and you're like, oh, I actually like Dallas at first. I was like, oh. And then I thought about it and I was like, this line is saying that if the game was in Dallas, what's the spread? Minus eight? Yeah. Around there, maybe more, nine. Yeah. And it's like now we're putting Dallas on the same pedestal as, you know, close to Buffalo. No way. Yeah. Give me um fair enough. Give me uh give me Green Bag in five here. And I can't wait to be so wrong about this. I need a game of the year. All right. <laughs> I got a game of the week. I got a game of the week. I got a game of the week. It's the Chargers are going to the Niners. Sunday night football in Santa Clara. The Niners are laying seven against this Chargers team. The over-under is 45 and a half. Give me Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Ah. They are. This is I think this was like a pick of earlier. They went up to they go up to seven. I think the look ahead from like preseason. Okay. I'll take that. Chargers are 4-0 against the spread on the road this season. Herbert is 11-5 against the spread when the line moves against the Chargers, so it's gone up. He's played on the road in Pacific Standard Time twice. He lost by three, and he won by three. Very close. This is his. This is the third highest underdog that he's ever been in his career. He has covered in the three previous ones. The Chargers... Don't look good, but they keep every game close, whether they're playing against a good team or a bad team. I think they keep this close within seven. You know the Niners are my baby. You know it took them to win the Super Bowl after they made the McCaffrey trade. They look good. They're coming off a bye, right? So they're well-rested. Shanahan has had two weeks to prepare for this team. We don't like Joe Staley. We don't think he's a very good coach, especially against Shanahan. But give me the Chargers here. They just seem to keep every game close. Maybe Keenan Allen finally comes back. Who knows? But I'm going to put my trust in Justin Herbert because I took him in the fifth round of a fantasy draft, and he fucking sucks. Eckler scores <laughs> every fucking touchdown. It's unbelievable. You have you have a guy with probably the strongest arm in the NFL, maybe outside of Josh Allen. And I think he had two passes that traveled over 10 yards last week, which is, and he threw the ball fucking 57 times. So what are we doing let him fucking throw Gerald Everett on a fucking go route for all I care. Let him air it out a little bit. Troll is probably tight because he can't actually get through the whole motion. All right. Give me game of the week, Chargers plus seven. Yeah, I, I lean that way as well. I think, um, you know, San Fran's off the bye. So Shanahan off the bye is scary. And we know that that Charger, Chargers philosophy is don't worry about the run. San Fran hasn't been as good at, in the run game this year as in previous years. Um now, with that said, McCaffrey, I think he's going to be locked and loaded. So my first bet, get it right out of the way, nice and simple, square play. Give me McCaffrey to score a touchdown. Um, he's getting in the end zone. I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that for now. Total of 45 and a half. Um, that seems a little bit low, but I think that's more about the Chargers uh, going up against that San Fran defense. Now, Mike Williams is out. Uh, Keenan Allen should be back, hopefully, but that man, it seems like he's made a glass at this point. So I don't know what's going on there. I'm going to stay away from the Chargers. I'm just wondering, do I tease San Fran? Because I need another teaser like for Pittsburgh. The thing that scares me is that you have a very conservative coach in Shanahan when it comes to like fourth down and, you know, all, you know, being aggressive. And then you have a guy on the other end who plays Madden, which scares me. Cause like if you like Chargers, uh, similar to 
my Green Bay thing, maybe sprinkle the money line a little bit. Um, so with that said, I, I might I gotta figure out if I want to tease this or I was even looking at Denver getting up to eight and a half. Which which one do you like more out of that? San Fran at home to win this or Denver to stay with an eight and a half against I think Titans? Denver to stay with an eight and a half. Yeah, hacking. I mean that total's at thirty six and a half. It should be very low score. Yeah, so. give me that then. Give me that then. Give me um Denver, and then I can blame you when it when this one hits and that one doesn't. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. A couple other stats. Jimmy G's nine and twelve as a home favorite against the spread. He was six and twelve. He's actually covering three straight. So, but it seems like Shanahan and Jimmy G as favorites are not yet. They're nineteen and twenty seven against the spread as a favorite. As an underdog, they're 29-19. So it completely flips when they're actually an underdog. So love it. Love it. Let's go, Herbert. Let's go, Staley. Let's go, Chargers. Last game, Monday night, we got uh, NFC East battle. The Commanders are visiting the Link, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. This line is Philly by... Where'd my fan duel go? I think it was 11. 10 and a half. It dropped to 10, 10 and a half. Philly is laying 10 and a half. The total is at 44. What do you got here? Uh, I wish it was below 10 because I take Philly, but I got nothing above it. Um, uh, give me Heineke to throw a pick here. It seems like he throws oh, five turnover worthy throws every week. Um, on the road now in prime time, it's it's a, for 11-point spread, we're, we're just learning that with these big spreads, similar to what happened with them on Thursday. Er, you need everything to go right to cover those type of spreads. Divisional game, it's just I don't want to fire on that just yet. But um, give me Heineke to throw a pick at some point. Yeah, I don't hate that. I like I like the commanders here. Double-digit underdogs on Monday Night Football are 27-13 and 13 against the spread. Mm. Um. Commanders have an average scoring margin of just – it's pretty much even in the last five games. So every game has been close. Heineken just – you're right. He he used the ref brilliantly uh, with that touchdown pass last week. Brewitt just threw a fucking duck in a triple coverage. The ref took out Harrison Smith, I think it was. So it wound up being like a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's a divisional game. that they're, they're they're playing hard with Heineken under center. Keep they, they seem to be keeping games, you know, very close. And that just seems like a big number. I know the Eagles are – a very good team, but it seems like a very big number. And yeah, I, I would lean commanders here. You know, give me the commanders. Here. I'm going to take the commanders here. Yeah. I'm just going to commit to right. something here. Yeah. Fair I like it. Fair enough. They, they got me to the window last week. Almost blew it though. Almost blew it. Yes. Yeah. That would have been really bad. The Texans took care of me with their red helmets. One and only mm. red helmets. Mm. Um, all right. So that is it. We will have hopefully a guest next week. We forgot again this week. That's on us. <laughs> Still in Florida. Um, still still in Florida. Our guest is in Florida now. Uh, anything else, Philly, before we sign off here? No. Uh, hopefully I win some bets leading into the weekend because I think I'm losing everything right now. But um, weird week or crappy week, I would say, uh, as far as football game goes. But I, I don't know, man. Something's just not – It both conferences feel wide open. I guess if you had to place a Super Bowl wager, who who would you take right now? Besides the Niners? I, I'm on it, the Niners. You could stick with that. If you would you stick with that if you had to place one right now? Yes. Okay. I, I think McCaffrey changes that whole team and they're gonna get healthier. And they do not look like outside of Seattle, there does not look like a lot of competition in that division right now. No. So if they get if they can nip Seattle here, there's a there's at least a home playoff game, maybe a bye. 
You gotta get going though, obviously. Yeah. And with Allen out in the AFC, I guess uh Chiefs are the de facto favorites. I would say I would so. take a shot in Baltimore. It might be a nice little long shot. They seem to be figuring some things out. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Rokon Smith look good. Mm. What um so what if oh wait, there's only one team gets a buy now, right? Seven yeah. teams make I was gonna say yeah. Like what would happen if the Eagle like in previous years, if the Eagles went, let's say, fifteen and two, and then the Cowboys went like I don't know, thirteen and four, what is it? Thirteen and four? They right. wouldn't get the buy, right? No, no, no. Wild card teams never got it. That would be crazy. Yeah. Because you're having because you have the NFC South that right. the winner's probably gonna, you know, be right around five hundred. Right, right. And that's team, you know, God forbid they figure things out. All of a sudden they're in that division that's Actually, no, we, we totally just skipped over the Eagles. What do, what do you mean? Did you say Seattle before? Yeah, I was saying in that division. But then, oh, 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 oh you're right, for the bye. Yes, for the bye, I did, because I forgot right, right, there was right. only one team got a bye. Right, yeah. right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That was on me. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, so um, Eagles aren't, aren't uh, bulletproof, though. No, and I don't think, I mean, I don't think their home field advantage is, is that... I think some teams would do better on the road, honestly, mm. in the playoffs. A lot, like I feel like some of those teams that haven't won in a while, I feel like there's just so much pressure at home. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, no, no, no. I think um, there can definitely be pressure, especially with um, like Toronto and hockey, right? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know if football though you feel it as well. It's so. It's one game, do or die. So, like, you're not going to get booed or anything like that. You know, I don't know how much you. Yeah. I don't know how bad you play. <laughs> know, you play at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, actually, you know, it probably does influence the refs too. Like, as much as they say it wouldn't. Right, right. Philly's Philly's a tough place to play. It is. And especially you know, they haven't really been there before. Yeah. Yeah. They had a couple playoff games, but first year coach too. Oh, it's not first year coach, but a young coach. What's the yeah. playoff? What's the playoff picture looking like right now? Um, it's it's pretty. It looks like it's pretty clear cut, honestly. In the NFC, I think there's the so Falcons many wild the only, cards. Yeah, NFC playoff picture. Right. So right now, what does this mean? In the hunt? Oh, they're all in the hunt. Um, Jets have the first wild card spot, huh? Yes, they're fifth. All right, let's go Brownies. Get a little dub this weekend. The the, the game against the Patriots next week is going to be huge. Oh, man. We know how Wilson does against them. Yep. What's the look-ahead line for that? Pats minus Bengals seven. are right there, too. It's pretty much Bengals and Patriots that we have to worry about. Yeah. And the Chargers. And Browns. Browns, man. If Browns knock off the Browns this week, if they can just stay afloat until... Watson, yeah, maybe it's just we you we you have the we the Jets have the tiebreaker over them head to head. Okay, so they're really yeah fair. And I mean they have it over the Bills and the Dolphins right now, so right might have to make a little trip to MetLife, a little business trip. I don't know if I'll ever go there again until next year. What would happen? Uh, it's just such a long day. Yeah, yeah, that stadium is like honestly the worst. The commute there, and then honestly, just the stadium itself is just the worst. We hit so much traffic again too. Like, there were just cars just like stopped. Like in the, it was like, 
dude it's it's a nightmare going to nfl games like just isn't worth it no it's just not worth it we it's did much rather like we we rather have a party dude we the second half we were like 10 rows up <laughs> you guys moved down yeah it, yeah, it was yeah. insane all four of us moved down it was like fucking crazy <laughs> i can't believe they let us stay there hey that was fun how that was, was it fun. was it more bills or jets uh, yeah, it was close. It's First awesome. half was all Bills fans, though, all you could hear. And then Jets started making some plays. That touchdown by Carter at the end of the first half was huge. And then the missed yeah. field goal got everybody going. Yeah. But it was fucking loud at the end. Hey, love to hear that. It was cool, yeah. It was it was really cool. All right, man. But, yeah, it's just so fucking long. All right. I'm going to go make some chicken. Let's do and it. And watch my NBA bets lose. Get them back out there.